Hey, what's up, YouTube? It's Rico, CEO of Sourcefine Asia, Sourcefine Asia manufacturing consulting company, and the host of the Sourcefine Asia vlog, co-host of the Made in China podcast. And I am back in Hong Kong, back with another one. I'm sitting here with Alan Scanlon. If you haven't watched the first video we did about his dad's journey into China, building an eight-figure family dynasty, you need to check that out before you see this. This video is about building connections in Hong Kong. So. It's extremely important when you come to China or Hong Kong in general to be able to build connections. But I think Hong Kong is one of those places where you meet some of the most successful people in such a small space, and you have to know the tools and tips to to make those connections in order to do business effectively around the world, not just in Hong Kong and China. So enjoy the video, and uh, we went on a couple tangents here and there, but I think uh, everything was very relevant with regards to business in China and the kind of content we talk about. Enjoy. What's up, YouTube? It's Rico here, CEO of SourceFind Asia, and I'm here with a quick message from our first ever sponsor, Bailey and Brooke. Uh, before I get into what they do, I just to show you a little bit. Like I'm hanging out in Makati, in downtown Manila, Philippines. Gramercy residence. Uh, there's a swimming pool downstairs. There's a gym over there. Got a nice little spot here while I'm staying in Manila. So, Bailey & Brook is the international brand for Tipperary Crystal. Tipperary Crystal started off as a Irish manufacturer of glassware, crystalware, lots of beautiful accessories that they made and now they've branched out and become the number one gifting company in, in Europe. And they've won numerous awards for their packaging and design, you know, whether it's things like gift boxes to, you know, Christmas ornaments to watches, uh, men's and women's watches, rose gold, beautiful stuff, handbags bracelets you know they do they do a lot of different things so we will probably have a promo for you a little discount for the for the sfa youtube viewers and the listeners in the main channel podcast i have a link in the description below probably a link somewhere over here in the video and i hope that you guys can go there and buy some accessories uh get a get a gift for your mom get a gift for your girlfriend get for your boyfriend you know, this is equal society also, by the way, Alan Scanlan, one of the owners, co-owners of Bailey & Brook, was on the YouTube channel, the videos that we did where I interviewed him. If you want to check those out, you can get to know him as a, as a person and see all the cool things that he's doing. Really, really good stuff. Uh, amazing design. I, you know, the first time he contacted me, he sent me their website and I was, I was pretty good away. So definitely check that out and I will see you guys signing off from Manila. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. It's the Irish for cheers, by the way. What do you say? Slauncher. Slauncher? Yeah. I heard it before, I just forgot. I think I was probably drunk at the time when, <laughs> when I heard it in the past. Um, yeah, so again, we're another video and we're uh, hanging out on, uh, what's it, the rooftop of the Pullman? Uh, Sky, Sky Bar. Sky Bar, Sky Bar Pullman, Pullman Hotel. Hotel yeah. but they, some people said Park Lane Hotel. Was that the old Park name? Park Lane, Pullman Hotel, Sky Bar, just... Just, so as whatever as possible yeah. it's very complicated yeah. <laughs> so I was like why is because I told the guy I told the guy I was like Pullman Hotel and he's like 
confused. And I was, then I told him the address. It's like Park Lane Hotel. I was like, oh, oh, wait, wait. But yeah. okay. I, think, I think Pullman's the group. Yeah. There's the Park Lane Hotel. Okay. I think. All right, but yeah, rooftop, you know, it's it's beautiful. Nice little view, yeah. Nice little view. Nice night in Hong Kong. Yeah, I mean, nothing beats this. Like, it just every time I come back to Hong Kong and I do something like this, I just get reminded as to why I eventually want to be here. Get out of mainland China. <laughs> but in all fairness, this is this is the best time of year as well. Like, at this, you think this so? weather-wise, so the humidity November, dropped. December. It's like 23, 24 degrees. I think for May, for Guangzhou, I, I, I say the best time is like September, October. Okay. Um, but I also don't mind. I don't mind the humidity. Like in because for me the alternative would be like freezing negative thirty degrees. Yeah, true. I'd prefer I'd prefer to be sweating than yeah freezing. Yeah, freezing I don't mind it. Falls off. But it, this is better than Guangzhou right now. This is really nice. This is like uh, this is perfect. This yeah, perfect no, it is. It's, yeah, perfect, perfect weather. All right. So speaking of obviously, it's a love fest for Hong Kong. Like you <laughs> moved, you moved to Hong Kong officially when? Uh, Nineteen months ago. Nineteen months. Ago. Nineteen months ago. So I ha I had been coming out for. The last nine or ten years, yeah, with 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 work, with factory visits, audits, um, and then the exhibitions in Hong Kong as well. And then, what made you decide? You know what? Fuck it! Like I really just want to come and live there. Like it. Um, I've always loved the place, mind you. For the first for the first three or four years coming to Hong Kong, I spent all my time in, in Kowloon. I didn't know what the island was, which is what we're on at the moment. Yeah. And I was out here with the, our old MD, who was a fair bit older than me, but an old school businessman. It's the first time he brought, I came to Hong Kong, he brought me to Pizza Hut, was my first meal. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I just didn't experience life over on the island until about three or four years in, and then started making friends on all my trips, coming out here, good Irish community out here. Um, and then, yeah, I just really needed to, needed to have a change. Um, I was actually going to get into the restaurant or bar business. But you told me you had a, a buddy that had opened up a couple of restaurants, right? So there's there's yeah, a friend of mine out here, Cahill. He has been out here for 13, 14 years, and he owned several bars. Uh, Rulabula, Sullis, all nice Irish names, Keela. Um, he's now got out of it. He's in gyms. Um, but yeah, I was talking to him about potentially doing this kind of healthy, kind of like dig in in the States. Uh, farm to table concept, but mm. not a lot of farms in Hong Kong, so that was quickly <laughs> thrown out the window. But along those healthy type of salad buzz, that was all the big craze a couple of years ago. Now, absolute blessing in the skies that I didn't do that because the whole industry in Hong Kong is very, very difficult. I think there's 60,000 restaurants in Hong Kong, yeah, um, and they just open and close by the month if they don't do well. All my friends who were in the bar industry are all out of it now again. It's all big groups that own all these bars and restaurants. So yep. it's not just your single bar or two or three. So a bit of a blessing in disguise that I didn't do it. Um, and then the opportunity with the family business came up when we decided to launch the Bailey and Brook brand. We thought it would be a good idea to hub it out of Hong Kong. Um, the two biggest trade shows of the year being the Gifts and Premium and the Mega Show here. And then just having that whole that whole perception and, and that base of being in Hong Kong and right in China's doorstep where all the goods are made so I can jump in and out to factories very easily. And it just gives off a better look for the company as well, I think. It's, a it shows more, that a more international. Exactly, and, we're, and we're, we're going for it. We're not yep. just going to go, oh, let's base it out of Dublin and we'll do the same thing what we're doing there. We're 
we're really pushing to try there's, there's probably a bunch of other companies that are just located in Dublin that are sourcing from China. Yeah, but exactly. They yeah. don't really have boots and they on have the ground. Their, their Hong Kong office. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like we really wanted to, to really have a go at it, and I, I wanted to move, so it kind of all worked out nicely. Um, and as well, it's I think it's a nice comfort for my brothers to know that they have me out here. They're not just hiring some sales guy. Yeah. Um, because you've got that immediate trust, obviously, and, and and the kind of drive from my end to try and grow it. So um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a crazy, crazy 19 months, uh, as we touched on in the in the in the video. Um, and the one thing that I love about about here is the buzz, but the connections and the people you're meeting. Um, it's a very very different city. You seem to run into these really successful entrepreneurs and business owners in everyday life yeah. and if any everyday bars are whereas in Ireland there's only a handful of them in New York and London they all hang out in certain areas that the average Joe just doesn't get into you can't get into but here it's very different yeah. to get into it. like I've met yeah. a few a few really interesting characters who are were at serious money and have serious businesses and that was the thing that we were talking about in the previous video that we did is like Hong Kong there's a there's a there's literally just the cost of admission to to be here Right. Yep. So anybody that's just living here, um, you know, it's it's really expensive. So there's that, and then the fact that this this place is so small, and if you're talking about being an expat, like there's even a smaller community of that, yep. of them. So then, you know, people are just more open to meeting other expats and seeing what what you're up to. The expat then, community really looks out for each other. Yeah. So when you get here, everyone helps you because someone helped them. Yeah. Whereas. If, if I was back home and it was a Monday or Tuesday night and someone rang me and said, would you look after friends of mine that are coming to Dublin, yeah. I'd, I'd hang up the phone. <laughs> Whereas here, you, you go the extra mile because everyone does it for you and you always meet that person for a coffee or meet them for lunch because you never know what comes of us or what might come of us. Um, and definitely that more happens than doesn't happen. Um, for sure with, with most of the people that I've, that I've met out here. Yeah. So talk to me about, okay, so you were coming to China, I mean, Hong Kong for a while. Yeah. You're making those connections. Now that you've been here full time for 19 months, like, are you, were you actively going to meetups or was it more so through your social circle, you're meeting, you know, these interesting so, characters? So like networking or yeah. just... Were you actually um, going to net networking events? I've been to a few networking events. So I've just yeah. recently now got plugged into Invest Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is which has been good, and again. So, so by the way, uh, Invest HK is uh, it's a government funded, right? Yeah, it's government yeah. funded. It's free. So if you register, if you're thinking about registering a Hong Kong company or you have a Hong Kong company, you can go there. You can sit down with them. They'll consult with you and tell you how you should structure your business, how the whole thing works. Um, I did that a few times when I when I first um, started working on Source Manager with Mike. And they helped me with understanding our accounting and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, so pretty fantastic yeah, service. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I was at a networking event that WeWork and Neat, the, the bank company yep. did. Yeah. Their bank, can we call them a bank? The online bank, Neat as well. Uh, very good. Fantastic platform, like they're disrupting banking in Hong Kong. That's a whole other conversation, yeah. but basically it's extremely difficult to open up a business bank account in Hong Kong these days. Um, unless you can prove that you've been running a business for a very long time or you have some business history. So Neat has an online platform. It's very easy to register with them. They don't have a physical location. Everything is done through their applications and they're awesome. Yeah, so, really good. Um, and recently, I think, um, well, re 
three months ago, four months ago, they started doing international payments. Uh, they've expanded into, I think at the time they launched with like 13 different countries. Yep. Just yesterday, I got an email that they Vietnam? to Vietnam, yeah, Malaysia, yeah, Vietnam. like another six they, countries. Every couple of weeks, they're yep. doing something different and adding. Yep. So they'll get better and better. Their, their fees are a little high, yep. but the more they grow, they'll come down. They're gonna, yeah, that's the problem is like, for example, um, why I still use HSBC yeah. most of the time. The devil. Is <laughs> I watched that um, that Netflix. Dirty money. Dirty yeah, money. Yeah, 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 and I was yeah. just like, yo, my bank is so gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. my bank is a fucking OG. Anyways. Yeah, <laughs> so, but the reason why I use HSBC most of the time is just that the fees are a little bit lower. Yep. And then, you know, I can transfer anywhere. And their platform is very good. Their online bank is very good. Yeah, and all that, and, yeah. But the biggest thing for me is I have to withdraw large amounts of cash in mainland with with oh with through hsbc or through nation just in mainland just, oh, in, just mainland. Oh, in general yeah because like i keep most of the money in the hong kong okay accounts i don't get paid into the chinese accounts okay so and then i can't transfer um foreign currency into mainland china yeah so i have to take out cash and i have to deposit it into my account ah, okay uh, with hsbc i can take out about two and a half grand a day yeah which is fine you know with salaries and all that stuff for like rent like that's two days of me taking out uh, withdrawals but uh, with needs I think the limit is a thousand dollars a day yeah and then of course and then your fees. it's not even just a thousand dollars a day like the limit is like three hundred dollars per withdrawal so I'd have to take out like three or yeah. four times is it Three that time. big in China? It's twenty-five dollars, I think, in Hong Kong. But like, that's yeah. big. Yeah, it's no, as as in, as in, I can only take out uh, three hundred, oh, three to four hundred dollars okay. cash out. Yeah, 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 okay. The fees are, I think, the fees are similar, but like, the slightly higher in China. But they will, and they, they since I've been in Hong Kong, they've yeah. gotten, they've improved and added. It's, it's a little bit better. So yeah. much more. It's a little bit better, but I I, I, met, I was checking the other day, and it's still, still the same limitations yeah. at mainland, and it, that that has to do with them not having connections and yeah, yeah. you know them starting off and as they grow as they make more money as they make more connections they'll be able to leverage those relationships they've only been around for six years I think haven't yeah. they yeah and they only launched the business platform um, last year yeah. towards the end of last year but like it's a really good idea like yeah. I had huge I had so much no, hassle it's, over it's the future it's the future it's 100% yeah. the future like I mean they're just they're so responsive like I texted <sighs> it's beautiful that like I was I, was, I had that question I think it was like 5 p.m. yesterday. I just sent a message on the app, asked a bunch of questions. I checked like an hour later that they yeah. responded within 10 minutes. Yeah. If that was HSBC, I would have called them. I would have been on hold for 15, 20 minutes. And then I would have been redirected to two, three different yeah, departments. Some idiot who doesn't know what to talk about. And then they, yeah, I still wouldn't have gotten yeah. you know, an answer. So no, they're very good. It's fantastic. Anyways. Which is also a benefit of them being small, though, as well, I think, because they're very customer yeah. Yeah. customer service focused. Very, very much. Which is a problem with HSBC because they're so, they're so, so big. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about me, who's oh. you know, a little six-figure company. I had, to, I had to sign all these forms. <laughs> I had to sign like five forms saying I wasn't American. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They were like, yeah, you have to sign this form because you're not. I, I was like, yeah, I, you have my passport. So, uh, weird. I think our accounts only open because I'm not American. Like, yeah. if it was just Mike, I think it would have been shut yeah, down. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Um, okay, so so back to you. Yeah, we went off there. While you we met Neat and um, so yeah, I was at a networking event with Neat, and that's where I met Invest HK. Um, so yeah, I tried to listen. I tried to go to. As, as many networking meetings as I can, things that come up. Um, just being out here 
and just being introduced to whoever it is and, and linked through, God, I've even, like the most interesting one was through my, my girlfriend who's, who's from Hong Kong and her friend, uh, uh, her dad is probably the most successful um, entrepreneur that's ever, or expat entrepreneur to come into, into Hong Kong, a guy called Bruce Rockowitz. Worth the most successful expat entrepreneur. I, I would say one he's of. up. I'd say he's up there. Who, what, what is, what is, who is this guy? Um, and why have I never heard of him? So his net worth is about two billion US. Um, he came out here. He was he was coaching tennis in the Hong Kong club. So that's where he made all his connections, which is yeah. very smart. Like he was a very good tennis player, Canadian guy. And um, he got in to business with Alan Zeman. So Alan Zeman is the guy who invented Long Kwai Fong, the drinking area in Hong Kong. Oh, so he came up with the idea of putting the all whole, the bar, that whole that, bar. That was all him. And Long Kwai Fong, um, for the uninitiated, yeah. is a uh, bar street in Hong Kong. It's close to Central. Yeah, it's in yeah, Bang and Central on, Bang on and a big Central, hill. Yeah, and it's on a big hill. Yeah. And it's just like this crazy hill with a bunch of little dive bars and nightclubs and some bars on like uh, some high-end bars on rooftops and all that stuff. And everyone drinks yeah. on the streets. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's it's an uh, insane, insane yeah. experience when you're there. So he, so Zeman had started that and, and did was in branding and clothes. And him and him and Rockowitz, they created they created a brand a brand together. I think it was a clothing brand. Not too sure what what they exactly did, but they sold it to Lee and Fung, mm. who are probably the biggest sourcing company in the world, if not the big, biggest clothing sourcing company in the world. A huge Chinese operation. Um, Zeman, at that stage, I think, stepped away from the business. And Rockowitz then moved in to Lian Fung and rose quite high in that. Made a, a lot, a lot of money. Um, but I had met, I met him, as I said, through my girlfriend. I had an had a incredible day out on his yacht. <laughs> like, just different, different <laughs> worlds. Uh, I think it was... Just a different level. A 60, 60, 60 foot yacht, I think it was. 20 odd million US type of thing. Just so, the, okay, I have a question about that. I was thinking about that as you were saying it. Did you ask how much it was? No, like, he just, how did you? Because they were talking about he'd sold his old yacht yeah. to, to Zeman. He sold it to him and he sold it for 15 million. <laughs> and this was the upgrade. So instead, that's what I'm sort of saying, about 20 million. <laughs> But it was I just, just I, like immediately when I think of like, okay, 24 dollars, I'm like, how much is, how much does this thing cost? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll be nice, just, it was nicer than I'd just be like hanging out on the yacht. I'd be jumping on Google yeah. being like, how much does a 20 foot yacht? <laughs> 60, 60 foot. 60, well, how much is a 60 foot? They had the jet skis yeah. and they had like, they have five full-time staff for yeah. the boat that they take out. How much do something? you pay staff yeah. on a yacht? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I had a meeting with him, which was really interesting just I suppose just to get an insight onto someone like he literally he'd been he'd put a deal together that they sold certain amount to Lee and Fung for crazy crazy money. Mm. So it was just really interesting to get that insight and like nothing nothing came of it. But that's the type of guy you're meeting that could make one decision that could change your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just in general, you're everyone is kind of everyone out here is always kind of looking out for stuff. So you could be in a conversation with someone in a bar and they ask you what you do and then they go, oh, I have a friend who's looking for this, looking for that. And then they make that connection and they do it. Yeah. They don't say it and not do it. Um, so it's been really good, really good, really good in that sense. Um, and it's just always building that network, network I, I think, and, and, 
and getting out there and getting the word out there what you're doing. And So I guess if I'm somebody who's watching this and I'm like thinking about moving to Hong Kong or maybe I want to be in Shenzhen because yeah. it's cheaper and I'm going to send, you know, a couple weekends a month or whatever in Hong Kong, what would be your, rec- your recommendation on how to, how to make connections in Hong Kong? How to make connections? Yeah. Well, it so depends do you, on what do industry. Do you think the networking thing is... I think most of the people watching watching this are going to be e-commerce sellers. So I think the kind of people they want to meet are either people that can help them, you know, expand where they're selling yeah. or market better. It's an interesting one. I, I, but in general, they probably also just want to meet people that can give them new business ideas. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like, I, like Hong Kong is very much very much a, a banking sector. Yeah. Like like 90% of my friends are in that industry. Yeah. I'd be very much very much I'd be the only one out of my sort of group of friends out here that was, was in the product being, space. That in product space sourcing and doing doing his own thing. But then again the the banking guys are the ones who finance the products, right? True, true. And 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 these are the guys that always have a bit of spare money to yeah. To, um, these to these the guys could potentially be investors for for the yeah. people that watch these videos. Yeah, no, no, true. Um, I I definitely think if you if you want to make a run of things, I mean, if I I could say I could do do what you do and move to Guangzhou or Shenzhen and really be in the heart of it. Mm. Like I like Hong Kong and I really like the buzz of Hong Kong and. A bit of an age thing, I suppose, as well. If I was a bit more young, free, and single, and I, I think I might have jumped into into, into mainland, mainland China. Yeah, I think so. You, you, need, you needed the Western comforts a little. I think, yeah. Like to be honest, yeah. Um, Did you ever think about uh, Chiang Mai, uh, Chiang Mai, Thailand, or too I, slow? I've now, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I definitely down the road. Yeah. I want to go there. Like I'd never retire in Hong Kong. Too slow. Um, too slow in Chiang Mai, probably. But th- yeah, but that's it. It's, and that's one thing that would kill me. I need to have something on the go all the time and have yep. meetings lined up and knowing that I'm doing something. Yeah, I Alan, to be just Alan is one of the few people like myself who I'll send him an email on a Sunday and then he'll yeah. reply within 30 minutes. I'm yeah. just like, Alan, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, not a lot. <laughs> I was like, even for me, I was like, I'm not supposed to be working today. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have, a, I have a weird, I have a weird, I always try and reply to an email within 24 hours, but yep. like that's even very long for me. Um, do you do you actually get the notifications or or are you just constantly checking your email? No, no, no. My phone, like my phone bings. Yeah, I, I don't get the notifications, yeah. but I, I I have scheduled times when I yeah. check. I know I'm, yep. I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit anal about it, and yep. my missus is always giving me crap about it. She's like, "What are you doing? Are you wearing like on the holidays and stuff? Yeah. Are you working?" I'm like, "No, no. I'm on Instagram, <laughs> which is better than working, right?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I have this uh, thing because what was the book? Uh, I forget the name of the book. I'll remember it later. But basically, the book talked about good to great. It's called. Yeah. He, he talked about um, having. Well, he was talking specifically about because it's an older book. He was talking specifically about getting your <coughs> documents that you get every day to zero. So you have like a pile of documents yeah. that you have to read. Some stuff that you've done. Uh, some stuff that needs to be followed up on. And there's the stuff yeah. that you need to read. You, how to get it to zero every single day yep. and then he up, he made like an abridged version where you're talking about email as well and he's like it's like having your inbox to zero yeah, right inbox to zero so I try to do that every yep. single day and one of the tools that they mentioned was you know there's uh, applications where you can snooze an email okay so like if I don't reply to all of my emails in, in the same day I will snooze them to the next day or Monday or something like that so yep. my inbox is at zero every day 
and then they pop back in. And then they pop back okay, in. Okay, is yeah. that on Outlook? Uh, Gmail. Okay, but the, I mean, there's apps that you can. See, I just yeah. I move. Every, I have like I have like my December folder. Yeah. And I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and yeah. then I move my you emails. Move everything. Yeah, there's and, a but then, like that's stuff. My replies go into that, mm. but I do keep my inbox inboxes here. It's yeah, right. it's 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 something that I need to get better at because. I do now. I, I turn off my notifications at 9 p.m. because yeah. I like I'd be it's, watching yeah, something on my laptop buzzing, and it yeah. would beep, and I'm like I have to reply to that. If I don't my, reply my to notifications that, are off the whole day. Yeah, I, okay. just, I just schedule the times when I check. Okay, because like for example with WeChat, I get a thousand messages. A day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's one thing that I need to. I've I've started um, that what's it the sleep mode or whatever it is on a few of them, so I don't get that 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 China Business Cast one that's going off all the time. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's it's something I suppose that you need to keep an eye on. It. I'm in a bit of a situation now where my, where my missus is. She's based in New York. Well, she's finishing her her masters, so I'm I'm a bit more free. Yeah. And I don't have anything else to worry about or any other concerns besides work. Besides yep. work, so um, I'm sure that will change at some stage. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, listen. As well, I, I really enjoy doing it, so it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like I, I really like working. Um, I really love like it's it's fun. Like we've spoken about uh, Gary Vaynerchuk in the past and stuff, and a lot of stuff that he says really resonates with me. Like with the hustle. Well, just just the enjoying what you're doing now. Like yeah. like moving to Hong Kong is the best thing I've ever done, and I really enjoy living here, and I'm yeah. really enjoying this whole process and this doing business process, with yeah. you and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And then then I go, am I going to be happier if I'm living in a penthouse in Hong Kong? Then like. It's all this needs and wants, yep. um, and it's just having a bit of perspective on life. And like, do I need those new Nikes or do I need that new watch? Or like, just put that back into your business and keep going and building and doing the next thing. Yeah, and it's like we talk about that enjoying your work. Is like this is work right now. Yeah, like we're, exactly, we're yeah. creating content and putting yeah. it out to people, but at the same time, I get to be on a rooftop in Hong Kong, drinking beers, drinking, you know, <laughs> having whiskey and beer, yeah, yeah. looking over this view. Exactly, it's yeah. like, no, no, exactly. Yeah, I love, I love what I do. Yeah. Um, Which is, to, to, to me, is 90% of the battle. Like, how many friends do you have that hate their jobs and that on a Sunday dread going into Monday? Like, like, and as you said, like, I work on a Sunday, so I'm like, Monday is just the next day. It's not, a, <laughs> yeah. it's not like the start of work. Yeah. Um, That's what, yeah, I remember I was, uh, was talking to one of my friends and uh, she was saying, like, Oh well, you know, she said something about the weekend. I was like, I don't have weekends. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, well, yeah. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Like I work on Saturday. I, sometimes I work on Sunday. Yeah. There's no difference to me between Monday. Well, and, I love. Know. I mean, I love. I go to an early gym class on a Saturday morning, mm. and then have a have a nice breakfast and bring my laptop and work when I'm having my nice my nice like whatever it is. Yeah. Eggs Benedict or whatever. I'm, I love that Saturday morning. Like. And then, and then you've got like a, a good day ahead of you. You've done a bit of work. You've done and, your gym session, and yeah. and then conversely, it's like yeah, during the week I can also fuck off at you know ten o'clock in the morning from Guangzhou to Hong Kong and you know do whatever exactly. because stuff is already being done yeah. behind the scenes, and then you make your own schedule. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Right, right. So I guess like going back because we're going on another tangent. Yeah. <laughs> so you think if you if let's say somebody's um, early tw- early to mid twenties. Not that much money. You, yeah. You'd probably recommend them spending more time in mainland because I think so. And then and then sort of doing the the weekend trips and stuff like I, that. I mean, Kong. I mean, we spoke about this before when you were asking about living in Hong Kong. It's a very expensive place. Mm. Um, 
if I had moved out here in my mid to late 20s, I think I would have lost the run of myself. And yeah. very, like I've seen multiple people do it who come out here and drink and party and just lost have a good time and lose their way and go mad. Yeah. I think in our industry, like if, like a lot of these people are coming out here to jobs that are coming out to Morgan Stanley or they're coming out to HSBC. So they've got jobs lined up and they've got money coming in or yeah. they're getting their apartment paid for it. Whereas if you're doing what we're doing and you're 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 self-employed so, yeah. and you're trying to make your own thing, and, and you don't have a guaranteed amount of money exactly, coming in every month, exactly. Time. And I mean, I've got a bit of I've got like the nice bit of security with the with the family business. And I mean, you were working for nine years prior yeah, to exa- that, so exactly. You like some, you're you're doing all, savings and you know. exactly. No, you're doing. I no, no, I I I sold I sold my apartments to come out here and back yeah. that now. People are going, oh, you're you're wasting your savings type of thing, but I'm not. I'm I've come, I'm I'm using that money to try grow something else. Yeah. Um, like I'm certainly not buying apartments out here, <laughs> or, or, or like putting it into that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's it's, it's about trying to do something else, and and the fact that I'm loving it so much and, and really enjoying work and really enjoying life, I think that's already um, paid for it. Yeah, paid for it by itself. Okay, so I think in terms of for me, I mean I join. I think the biggest thing for me in terms of making connections in Hong Kong um, was I joined uh, InterChina. And part of being a part of InterChina was that uh, one of the founders, Nick Vermeule. I need joined. to meet this guy. Yeah, you you got to meet him. Yeah. Um, although he's like rarely in Hong Kong these days, he's okay. all over the world. Like, yeah. he's just like in Tuscany one week, and like in Chiang Mai the next week, and yeah. in Australia, then some village in Germany. Like, he's, okay, he's all over the place. Yeah, he's all over the place. Um, living that life, but like um, him joining Brink or becoming a partner at Brink um, allowed me to also kind of see a different world yep. in Hong Kong, the, the finance sector. The, but they have this like balance because I think the partners at Brink, one or two of the guys came from the finance sector, another two guys came from the product space. Um, so they kind of brought both worlds in together and then their focus has been the internet of things. So any product that connects to the internet, that's what the, the, the focus has been. And seeing those guys, being around those guys, uh, the connections that you know they make and the people that they've introduced me to has been pretty big. But I think the other thing that you said, which is really important, is just being here. Mm. So I think even just going out, like when I've gone out, sometimes I've been out at certain places and I strike up a conversation with somebody at the bar and they ask me what I do and I'm like, hey, I, run a manufacturing consulting company in mainland and they're like oh take my business card i'm x y and z managing director and you know i have a buddy who is making this product and you know whatever like it's, yeah. it's always just people are so open to to meeting new people yeah, yeah especially experts yeah 100 yeah and if you're just out and and also i think if you try to go to certain spots like i remember we went to c'est la vie with with nick and I met somebody who became one of my clients and she was like, <clears throat> she'd started her own brand in Russia or something like that and she moved to Hong Kong and then she was looking for high-end packaging. Okay. And I just happened to meet her at C'est La Vie that day and they were sitting, they had a table next to us and yeah. struck up a car. Hey, what do you guys do? You know, it was just like trying to shout her up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. She was trying to chat me up. But it's like we were saying about earlier on, it's, <laughs> it's people aren't there's no there's no bums here yeah there's not like everyone's trying to make a go of things and, and and everyone's driven yeah so you're gonna meet those people who are like and all the people in the finance 
industry. Like I have, I have some of my, one of my best friends out here works for Morgan Stanley. Mm. And he's forever at me about what about this idea, what about this idea, what about that idea? Because he's because he wants to get away from it. He's making really good money, and he's quite he's doing really well. But he he knows that if he wants to make serious money and, and have, have freedom, freedom, yeah. he's to do his own. Thing. I think freedom is the big thing. Yeah, and and he's always like, oh, what about this idea? And he's like, you go do that. And I'm like, I'm busy enough. I'm not trying to make <laughs> you money and like run your idea for you. So it's, I think they. I think a lot of people in that industry always get to a certain stage where they're like, hey, we need to look at doing something else and we need to put this wad of cash into, into a concept or an idea. That, that brings up an interesting question. How do you deal with distractions? So if you're in a place like Hong Kong where, one, there's a distraction of the entertainment aspect, yep. right? And I think we, we've spoken about that before, but the distraction of um, people like your buddy at Morgan Stanley who's yeah. got a million ideas yeah, yeah. he's got a little bit of money he's like I'll, I'll invest with you like how do you deal with because yeah. I'm sure some of those things he's proposed to you have been like hmm that's interesting you know what I mean like um, that entrepreneurship curse yeah 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 no, yeah definitely yeah. They, I mean in regards to entertainment as I said if I'd moved out here in my 20s mm-hmm. I think it could have ruined me a bit more mature moving out at at, at, uh, at 33 or 32 um, definitely just got more focus. So like the whole going out thing just kind of, I did enough of it in my twenties. So that just, it just, it just, was, it just, it just wasn't something yeah, I was into anymore. And they're done that. Yeah, exactly. Um, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it fairly hard for the first two months when I was out here. But yeah, just again, you're into the realization where you're like running your own thing and running your own business. So you have to be responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be screwed in. Yeah. Um, but again, I think, I think the biggest thing—not the biggest thing—but I think, no, no, the biggest thing, having clients, you know, and dependencies, right? Like you have clients who are expecting things to be done at a certain stage. Yeah. I, I, you know, the worst thing is missing deadlines and all that. It's, it's uh, not even having client, like you were saying there, they me impl- replying to emails. It's me. Yeah. Like if if I if I miss a deadline or if I don't have something done. Well, it's even beyond your. I'm saying beyond your own ego. Like yeah. even just the aspect of having people depending on you. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you know, like a client is saying, "Hey, if I don't get this product out by this stage, I'm gonna miss X sales." Or you know what I mean? Like yeah. just that kind of stuff. And then uh, I think for me as well. Uh, having staff because now you know I have employees who rely on me to bring in money to the company yeah, true. To, like my employees are going on vacations and they have plans for the future and like that's all dependent on what money you, that they're making doing, yeah. from the company you know and, I yeah. mean there's lots of different like <laughs> the one thing that, that we always find and it's very difficult and more for the staff point of view back home yeah if people working for you and they're obviously not into it as much as you're into it or love the business as much as you're into it. Which is always, off. It's always going to be the case. It's a cha- yeah, I know, always yeah. going to be a challenge, but big challenge. Um, trying to find that that person. And I think, like, Imogen, for you, like, she's, like she seems to yeah. knock it out of the park all the time. Yeah, work. Imogen's, Imogen's uh, the machine. The machine, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's trying, to, it's trying to keep that employee happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> At certain stages. Yeah. Um, and, and, and into it as much as, as you're into it. But, yeah, um, I mean, with uh, with us, with with her specifically, like she's as long as she sees forward momentum, she's happy. She's happy. Okay. As long as she sees that the company is growing, as long as she sees that she's her growth within the business, not from a not just from a financial standpoint, but from her education standpoint. Yeah. Okay. Which is that's really important. Yeah. Right? And yeah, and with what we do with the kind of clients that we work with, the new connections that I make with 
this content and all that stuff, it's the company's constantly growing and she sees that and she recognizes that. I think what's very difficult with mainland specifically is finding people that can see that big picture, uh, see the, you know, the value of YouTube, of YouTube videos, the value of making connections, the value of me. I told images like, yeah, I'm going to go to Hong Kong today and record videos and podcasts with Alan. She gets it. Yeah. Other people would be like, "Oh, you're just gonna go have drinks, yeah, and hang out." Like she, just, other people wouldn't understand that. It clicks with her. Yeah. Yeah, but she gets it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then what? Are the other distractions, like with with friends asking stuff. I suppose that's just a real deciding if I think the idea is worth running with it or not. Like, there's been a few things I've looked into, and and they haven't panned out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got to be careful because there's always people throwing suggestions or investment opportunities or and you can spend you, a lot of time you can yeah, chasing exactly yeah um, and the way my kind of business is set up I'm not charging people for my time it's when things go to order that's when I make my money yeah so not like you can you can you can be working on a project and you might be able to source it or they might just decide not to do it or they can't do the order so um, yeah, it's a bit of a catch-22, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, is there anything you want to add in terms of advice for young entrepreneurs out there? Should I come to, come to Hong Kong or what's, uh, come well, to mainland China? Or what do you, you know? I definitely think Asia is... I definitely think Asia is where, where the major growth in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years is going to be. Um, really excited about Southeast Asia and Lazada and, and that, that area, that neck of the world with, with the e-commerce side of things. I think if you want to have a real go, I think Hong Kong for sure is, is, is a place that will kick you up the ass and really get you going. Um, with all, like, with the stuff that's going on in America, with Trump, I see a recession hitting in America end of next year. 2020 that will roll into Europe. Uh, then you've got Brexit. I think I think we're in a good a good part of the world. That's 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 on the up. Um, it, if it's not China and with the trade war, and that's going to be affected, but definitely Asia. Um, and I definitely think it's strong enough. If I was going to pick a pick a winner with with all the trade war and that side of things, I'd be back in I'd be back in China every day. Mm. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, don't, don't put money on that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, we're signing off. And uh, if people want to find you, where can, where can they find you? So, um, newlandsourcing.com um, and at the sourcing dudes on Instagram and Facebook. All right, guys. And of course, like, comment, subscribe. I'm trying to grow this channel. If you like this kind of content, then of course, that's what you need to do. So, we're signing off. From the Pullman Suites in Hong Kong, rooftop 27th floor.